Right, all right. Second Corinthians chapter 8. Second Corinthians chapter 8. And um, as I said a while ago, we've been, we started this last week. And you'll notice there on your notes, uh, we have this sentence uh, that uh, Dr. Scott Hanks um, uh, gave, and we're using his study guide as we go through this. Uh, but faith promise is giving to God through missions by faith because of love out of what God has provided for you. And we broke that sentence down last week uh, talking about faith promise giving. And if you'll let me know at the end of the message, I have the guide, the uh, the book uh, here that if it, I gave them out last week. We're kind of one per family. But if you don't have one for your family there, let me know and I can give you that after the uh, Bible lesson. Uh, but uh, we looked at Second Corinthians chapter 8 uh, quite a bit, um, and we're going to look at uh, uh, verses 6 through 24 here in just a moment, and um, or actually 6 through 19. We're just going to read that here in just a moment and uh, get through this. But uh, last week, as I said, we broke this sentence down. We saw some wonderful things, and today we're going to touch again on some of those things that we looked at last week. Um, and, and the lesson is set up that way, but I think it's important. You know, there's some things that need to be emphasized. I think there's things that really need to be re-emphasized as well. Uh, and sometimes we just don't catch it all when we first hear it. So I think that it is, is important uh, to uh, understand that. So we're not going to read everything we read last week, but we're going to start with verse 6, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 6. And we're going to read on down to verse 19. And then we'll look at some other verses as well, but that will get us started. And uh, so, remember, Paul is talking to the Corinthian church about the example of the Macedonian churches uh, that were giving uh, to Paul and others as missionaries. And uh, uh, we learned a lot of great things that uh, they gave, even though they didn't have a lot, but they gave of themselves first, and that was very important. But in verse 6, he continues on. He says, "...in so much," uh, still going off that example of the Macedonian churches, "...in so much that we desired Titus..." Uh, that he, as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. And so what he's saying is, is Titus is there to encourage you to give as the Macedonian churches gave for missions. Therefore, as you abound in everything, and he gives this list of things, we looked at this last week, as you abound in faith, and I'm going to kind of skip through these, utterance, knowledge, uh, diligence, uh, your love to us, he goes on to say, you're doing those things, but see that you abound in this grace, that is the grace of giving also. <clears throat> Sorry. Verse 8, I speak not by commandment. In other words, he's, he's not saying that the, these are things that he's commanding you to do, but by occasion of the forwardness of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. And we explain that faith promise giving uh, is voluntary. Verse 9, for ye know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. So there's the example of, of giving. Verse 10, And herein I gave my advice, for this is expedient for you, have begun before not only to <clears throat> do, but to be forward a year ago. So they had started a year earlier of putting some money aside for missions. And he's saying you need to stick with that. Verse 11, Now therefore perform the doing of it. He says you need to do it. Uh, that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which you have. Uh, for if there be a first a willing mind, uh, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. For I mean not that other men be eased, and ye burdened. And we'll look at these verses again today. We explained them pretty well last week, but we'll go over them again. But by an equality, that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want, 
that their abundance also may be a supply for your want, uh, that there may be equality. As it is written, he that hath gathered much hath nothing over, and he that gathered little had no lack. Talking about the manna that the Israelites uh, gathered up uh, as they came out of Egypt. Verse 16, and we're actually going to read down to verse 19. It says, But thanks be to God, which put the same earnest care into the heart of Titus for you. Uh, for indeed, he accepted the exhortation, but being more forward of his own accord, he went unto you. So Titus had a heart for missions. Now he wants to share uh, that same uh, burden, if you will, with the churches in Corinth. Verse 18, <clears throat> And we have sent with him the brother, this is an unnamed man of God, whose praise is in the gospel throughout all the churches, uh, and not that only, and not that only, but who was also chosen of the churches to travel with us with this grace which he administered by us to the glory of the same Lord and declaration of your ready mind. And so there were several people involved uh, in this faith, what we're calling faith promise giving. It's not faith called faith promise in the Bible, but we're identifying that as such. And so, again, a lot of things there, but I, do, I did want to read it. And we noticed that word grace, and you can kind of follow along there with your notes. I may or may not refer to them always, but you can kind of follow along there. But we noticed that word grace uh, three times uh, uh, in this passage, verse 6, 17, and, or 6, 7, and 19. And so I think it's important that, that Paul is connecting what we are, again, seeing as faith promise giving uh, to grace giving. This kind of a definition here. That we're giving by by our our grace, okay? Um, and he again, as we may mention, there he speaks of Titus, and Titus also trying to teach the churches there at Corinth uh, in this grace giving as well. As we looked at that in verse sixteen through nineteen, that's what he was talking about. And so this is about what we're doing here, starting last week, this week, and next week, is we're talking about Central Calvary Baptist Church as a local New Testament church. Uh, exemplifying, in other words, setting an example of grace, uh, and there's a lot of different ways we do that, but specifically with faith promise giving. Uh, it's people uh, showing grace by giving that furthers the gospel, not just here, but worldwide. And that's what missions is all about. Uh, and again, this is what, uh, to me, what faith promise is all about. It's, it's not just a program to make money for for missionaries, certainly that is a great result that missionaries can go on the field and do things that you and I can't do, but I believe there's a huge spiritual significance to this as well. Uh, and it's teaching us a lot of things, uh, too, as a church. And I just believe God will certainly bless our church uh, for uh, uh, being involved in that as well. And so we'll get there to number one, the grace of faith promise giving, faith promise missions giving. And uh, so grace, letter A there, grace is best exemplified when we give in excess. And we looked at this verse last week and talked about this very thing. We're going to go over it again just kind of quickly here. It says in verse 7, again, he's saying to the church at Corinth, using the Macedonian churches as an example, therefore as you abound uh, in everything, we saw that list of things. He says, see that you abound in this grace, uh, that is the grace of missions giving uh, as well. Uh, and we talked about uh, that uh, word, and, uh, you know, the, the Corinthian church had a lot of issues. You know, at times they struggled in a lot of areas, but they did have some wonderful things about them as well. And Paul commends them with some of those things in verse 7. Uh, he says that you, that you abounded in these things, several things. Um, uh, and he's, he's saying you need to do the same thing when it comes to missions as well. And again, he's using that word grace. 
In other words, those things that you were abounding in was because you were showing grace. He's just saying show that same grace when it comes to giving for missions. And we talked about what abound means, um, and you can see there on your notes, it means in excess of, to super abound even. Uh, and certainly that's, uh, you know, God doesn't only want that in our giving, but everything that we do. Look at it this way, you know, it's kind of like, uh, uh, it's there on your notes, I believe. Everything we do should be seasoned with grace, you know. And uh, I mentioned last yesterday we were having breakfast and, and uh, 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 you know, the biscuits and gravy and, and all of that. And, you know, I said, you know, I got some pepper and I said, pepper makes everything better, right? Amen? I mean, pepper makes everything better. Well, that's what grace does. Grace seasons everything that we do. It takes what we're already doing and making it better. Amen? And that's what we want to do, uh, not only uh, with giving uh, for faith promise, but anything that we do. You'll be surprised. As a matter of fact, when you understand that, what you're really able to do and overcome once you add grace to all that. And so, again, it's, it's people showing uh, grace by giving. Again, that's furthering the gospel. That's what this is all about. Uh, and, and, again, everything we do should be seasoned with that. Matthew 5.48, there on your notes, says, Be therefore perfect. Uh, and that word perfect doesn't mean what we may think it means. It means complete, mature, uh, even as your Father, which is in heaven, uh, is perfect. And I think that's a great verse to tie into this uh, because, uh, again, this is talking about being a complete and mature Christian. Uh, God certainly wants us to be a complete Christian. Now, if we're newly saved and we're still growing in graces ourselves, certainly we understand that. Uh, again, we're to abound in all types of graces, and faith promise giving certainly is a way that we can be perfect, if you will, more complete uh, in the Lord. And so I think that's something that we would all want to try to uh, achieve uh, in, in a lot of different areas of life. So letter B, uh, grace giving proves our love. I heard a guy one time say, and I kind of understood what he meant, and uh, he said, you know, I just don't know about going around you know, trying to prove we love the Lord. God doesn't want us to prove that we love Him. And uh, and I kind of understood what he was saying, but really that's not true. <laughs> you know, when we get down to the specifics here. And we see this in verse 8, uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 8. He says, I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others, and to prove the sincerity of your love. Uh, and so certainly uh, this is more about giving evidence of what is already inside of you, we don't prove our love to be saved or stay saved, but we prove our love if we're saved uh, and because we're saved. And, and again, we look at this, uh, you know, James tells us that faith without works is what? It's dead, okay? Uh, and so again, uh, the same could be said uh, of love as well. Love without obedience is dead, certainly. Uh, we see there John chapter 14, verse 15, letter B on your notes there. If you love me, Jesus says, keep my commandments. Now, Let's look at the result if we don't look, if we don't keep his commandments. What does that say? We're not loving him at least as much as we should, right? Because he said, if you love me, you'll do what I tell you. All right? And so if we're not doing what he says, there's a problem with our love for the Lord. Um, and you can say how much you love him, but, uh, you know, that's, that's what God says, okay? And so when you really love him, you do what he says. And so the word prove, though, means to test. Uh, the word sincerity means genuine. We talked about these things last week. And that's what Paul really is trying to say, again, in the context of missions giving. Uh, and he not only says it in verse 8, but he also says it in verse 24. If you'll notice there, he says it again, Wherefore, shew ye to them and before the churches the proof of your love and of our boasting on your behalf. 
Uh, and so we, we look at this. How did God prove that he so loved the world? How did he prove that? By giving his son. He gave, right? Uh, and, and so how can we prove our love for the world? Doing the same thing by giving. Okay, uh, and, and it cost God a great deal, didn't it? <laughs> for him to do that. And so he's making those connections, and I think that that's uh, important. As we think about our sentence again, uh, there at the bottom of the page, faith promise is given to God through missions by faith. Look at it, because of love. And uh, certainly this is so important out of what God has provided for you. So very, very important. I feel like my mic just died again. All right. Okay, maybe it didn't. I thought it did, but maybe it didn't. Okay, all right, let her see. Let her see. All right. Um, uh, let's see here. Grace giving is prompted by the grace of Jesus. Again, uh, an example uh, that Jesus gives. And uh, so verse 9, 2 Corinthians 8, 9, it says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, and remember he left the portals of glory to come to this earth to suffer and die, right? He says, Yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. And this was a challenging thing. You know, we talked about this last week, and it got real quiet uh, uh, during that part. But but here's the thing, you know, if, and I'm not saying God tells us to do this, but if I were to give everything that I had, not that I have a lot, but if I was just to sell out, give everything that I had, and literally had nothing else but the clothes on my back, okay, and we would say, wow, that's somebody who really gave a lot. But in comparison to what Christ gave just for me alone, it's nothing. Absolutely nothing. And that's just for me, not counting everybody else that's in here and the whole world. <laughs> I'm just saying just for me, if I was to give everything, take everything uh, that I had, that had you know uh, any equity in it, any kind of money that I had, sold it all out and said, here, Lord, it's yours, it would fail in comparison to what God's already given to me. It's just to help us to understand some things. I'm not saying God's telling us to do that as we'll look, but we need to understand, we need to have a right heart about these things uh, because it says there literally that Jesus became, became poor, again, for us, or, for, you know, you should just write in there, me. Jesus became poor for you, that, that you might receive eternal life. Um, in other words, that you might have the opportunity to hear the gospel and be saved. That's, I mean, that's missions, Right? And so that's what Jesus did for you. And, and certainly, if need be, uh, you know, at the very least, we could probably go without some luxuries and conveniences. Amen? Amen? You all got quiet last time, too, when we talked about this. <laughs> we could all go without some luxuries and conveniences uh, to support faith promise. Amen? You know, you don't have to go to Sonic. Amen? And get you a cold drink. I love them, too. But... Uh, just think if you did that instead of doing that, give to missions. You'd probably have $30, $40 a month you could give to missions. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're a mess, ain't we? <laughs> I'm right there with you. I get it. I get it. But I like what Brother Hank said. I think I put it in your notes there. Uh, Jesus showed grace for us to be saved. Uh, we show grace by giving to missions. And God shows grace to us for doing so. And so it's grace upon grace upon grace. And I think that that's wonderful. Uh, to look at it. But again, all this was prompted by, in other words, it was framed by the grace of Jesus Christ and all that he gave just for us. And, and so we're to exemplify that, and I think one of the great ways we can do that is certainly through faith promise giving. Uh, letter D, uh, grace is giving out of what I have. We talked about this last week, but I want to revisit it again. 
It says in verse 11, it says, Now therefore perform the, do- perform the doing of it. So Paul's saying, okay, I want you to give. But he, he gives some practical advice here, I, I believe you could say, although it's, you know, I want you to understand it's of God. He says, Now therefore perform the doing of it, that is, there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which ye have. Underscore that, out of that which ye have. That's important. For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. Very, very important. So grace giving is not giving what you don't have. I know I've heard preachers say it, and I understand, I respect respect their zeal and those types of things, but that's not what the passage is saying, and we, we have to stay true to the Bible. So it's not giving out of something that you don't have, but it is giving by grace of what you do have. You know, and like I said, sometimes we may not, the, the math doesn't make sense to us, but I believe that if you have a willing heart to give out of what you have, God will provide a way for you to do that. Amen. Amen. That's what faith promise is all about. So it's not making about a promise to give from what you don't already have. Uh, and there's probably some preachers that probably wouldn't like that, but I believe that's what the passage is teaching. And so, again, we go back to the example of the churches of Macedonia. Uh, as we learned last week, it's there on your notes again, under letter D, they gave from their deep poverty. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it wasn't like they come into a bunch of money and said, okay, I'm going to give this to missions. They said, you know what, out of our deep poverty, we want to give to missions anyway. We're going to figure out a way to do what God's given us uh, and, and to give. And so, again, certainly they gave from what they already had. Um, and, and, again, uh, I think this is a, a uh, something that, that we always need to remember, and you could really apply this uh, to a lot of things there under letter D, number two. The question is not about can I give to faith promise, but will I give to faith promise from what I have? That's the question you need to answer, okay? It's not if you can, but if you will. And I believe if you make up your mind that you will, God will provide a way for you to do that. Amen? I believe that with all my heart. And you can apply that to a lot of different things as well. But again, we're talking about faith promise giving. All right, so as we move along here, uh, letter E, grace giving is with equality. Uh, I was thinking about this uh, the other day when I was putting these things together, and I'm going to chase a little bit of a rabbit. But, you know, uh, sometimes just talking to people and, you know, we're, uh, you know, there's so many things, you know, as far as, taking care of people in need, and, you know, there are some that are providentially hindered. Uh, there are some that that uh, need help. They can't really make things on their own. Sometimes people fall on hard times. They lose their job, sickness, those types of things. But then you also have this balance of those that take advantage of those things, and, and you have government trying to figure it all out, and certainly that's been a bomb, right? <laughs> you know, and so we have all these uh, social... Uh, Listic, in my opinion, they're socialistic. Uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Programs, you know, that give uh, self entitlement type things. But my point to all this is, that, you know, if we would just get back to giving the way God structures in the Bible, Amen. Uh, and, and, and churches would do what they're supposed to do, we wouldn't have to rely on the government to do it. Amen. Taking care of loved ones, all that we. We've taken all that responsibility, and it's, all this is found right in the Bible, what we're supposed to do concerning every social issue that we struggle with. But what have we done? We said, God can't take care of it. I'm going to trust Uncle Sam to do it. And it's not working out real good for us either. I'm done. All right, so let's get back to the lesson. <laughs> so anyway, so grace giving is with equality. 
And uh, so we notice verse 14, uh, notice that phrase in there, now at this time, your abundance, now at this time. Certainly we know there's ups and downs in lives, and uh, certainly in our times of abundance, we are to give and not uh, to hoard, if you will. Um, and so I want you to understand that what this is teaching us is, is that God makes faith promise giving fair. God's not asking you to do something that's unfair. Okay, It's, it's completely fair. Uh, and so we find some verses there in our text, First uh, Chronicles twenty nine fourteen. Um, look what David says. But who am I, and what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? Now notice what it says. It's underlined: For all things come of thee, and of thine own have we given thee. I mean, nothing truer could be said about what we have, because really, it's not it's not ours; it's God's. He's just letting us be a steward over it. Amen. You know, I know you probably worked hard for your house and your car, but that's God's. It's not yours, it's God's. Hey, even your children aren't yours, they're God's. Amen? That's what the Bible teaches. Uh, and so again, we're to be good stewards over those things. Uh, what did Job say? Uh, again, he lost everything that he had, including his family, but he put some things into perspective about what we have. Job one twenty one, and said, Naked I came out of a mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. Now notice what it says, the Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It's all his to do what he wants as he sees fit. Uh, and so again, we're not talking about being unfair, uh, but we are talking about, again, I think it's great, you know, equality. There's, there's the, These things are doable. Um, and so, uh, you know, when I'm in a position to help, I help. Because someday it may very well be uh, that I might need help. Amen. Uh, as uh, Paul was explaining there in verses 13 through 15, not going to take time to read that so we can get through this. But uh, again, Paul's encouraging the Corinthians to give from the abundance of what God had given them. Now, we kind of tend to see, because of the quote-unquote American dream and being able to retire and, you know, do things, uh, you know, and I'm not against that. If, if God's blessed you, praise the Lord. But I think a lot of times we see a surplus of, of putting, you know, we see that as, well, I need to put that away. I need to put that in the bank. And the Bible does teach that saving's okay. We've talked about that on Wednesday nights, the book of Proverbs. You ought to come on church on Wednesday night. It's wonderful. Amen? And so, so again, we're not talking about that, but we have to balance these things. Remember the parable of the rich man? Remember? He said, boy, I got this big abundance. I'm going to tear down my barns. Instead of being satisfied with what I had, I want to save more. So he tore them down and built bigger barns to hold all what we would look at today as money. And what God, what God call him? A fool. Why did he call him a fool? Yeah, he said, tonight you're going to die. What good does all that do you? Amen. Uh, and so again, I think there's a lot to, to learn there. Uh, and again, we're not against about holding, uh, you know, savings. Please don't misunderstand me here. But it is about holding more than what is necessary. Proverbs 11.24, I think, sums it up perfectly. Uh, there is that that scattereth. In other words, that gives, gives and yet increaseth. That's a promise from God. And there is that that withholdeth, notice the key phrase there, more than is meat. In other words, this is somebody that's, again, what God would call hoarding money, uh, but it tendeth to poverty. And so God certainly doesn't bless uh, that as well. So we need to be a good and graceful steward. Again, I want to remind you of God's money uh, when it comes uh, to, to faith promise. All right, so that's the grace of giving. Now let's jump into the protection of faith promise. And what we're talking about here is just some practical things. I kind of want to share with you 
a little bit about how we uh, do things as far as the handling of the giving and those types of things, things that you may not be aware of, and I think it's important that we understand. But uh, the protection of faith promise, in other words, being responsible of that money that is given, I think that's important. And Paul makes a point here uh, to stress this. Now, we didn't get down to verse 21, so I'm going to read it. And so Paul makes a point to stress there was accountability, and I think that's important. He says in verse 21, after he talked about the giving uh, there in verses 18 and 19 and 20, talking about Titus and this unnamed uh, saint of God that was handling this giving. Now remember, not like today, you know, we have, you know, things can be moved electronically, mail, those types of things. Uh, but back then, they actually had to take the literal bag, if you will, and take it to the places. And uh, so, but these were trustworthy uh, people and there was some accountability. Verse 21 uh, providing for honest things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. Very important. In other words, these people had a good testimony. And this also tells us that there were others involved in making these decisions, and I think that's important as well. And so he's just wanting the Corinthian churches to know that the mission giving was being used properly. Um, in letter B, we see there are trustworthy saints of God chosen by the church. Uh, we see that there in verse 19, as I made mention of a while ago. Again, we have this unnamed man of God. We know Paul was directly involved with it as well. Uh, Titus as well. They were entrusted by the church uh, and, and others as well. Now, again, things are different because, you know, uh, the world that we live in today. Uh, but, but I want you to know that certainly we have a, a, uh, uh, a system of accountability here at Central Calvary Baptist Church, and most churches do and should. And uh, so, you know, it's just not one guy, say the pastor, that's deciding where this goes and where that goes. We have deacons that uh, I confer with and others as well. Uh, Miss Sue uh, is uh, does a great deal of, of uh, balancing our books and sending the checks to whoever, you know, whatever missions agency or the church that they're out of. Depends on what's going on there. Talk a little bit about that. But, uh, but I want you to understand that, that these are folks that our church voted on, appointed, if you will, uh, and has given that responsibility. And they're doing a great job, and I thank the Lord for that as well. And uh, so, again, it's, it's uh, uh, important that we stay accountable. In other words, we want to protect uh, and handle what belongs to God in a professional uh, way, and I think that's important. Uh, but letter C there, we once that money, uh, that system of checks and balances through the local New Testament church, once that money is given uh, to that missionary, and that's what letter C is about, it's administered by the missionary. In other words, you know, I don't know what's going on in Albania. I mean, I do a little bit because we get the missions letters, but as far as every little detail, okay? But again, there's where the church comes in. I mean, I wasn't here when you, I think we've hooked on one missionary since I've been here. But in other words, there was a time, hopefully, that you guys voted on, let's say, Brother Fioki. Okay, Brother Fioki's to uh, Albania. Okay, and I think you guys have been supporting him a long time. That was a church decision. In other words, there is a certain amount of trust uh, that you've put in Brother Fioki to take that money uh, that that we give him uh, to use it uh, to uh, see people saved in Albania. So, so again, these are all we're, we're, he's certainly accountable to that. Um, now, uh, again, different than in Paul's day. Now today. Uh, there's a couple different ways in which that money is channeled through them. And I think it's important that I explain this real quick. Um, sometimes you'll hear uh, a missions agency, in other words, or a mission board. They'll say, what mission board are you in? And there's like uh, 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 BMI uh, missionary. Uh, there's uh, uh, Texas 
clearing, I can't remember none of them now, but, but there's different ones, different groups. Now, we're independent fundamental Baptists, amen, and, and we uh, support independent fundamental Baptist missionaries, and uh, all of our agencies are independent fundamental Baptist structured, okay, and so what these mission agencies do, and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that, uh, what it is is like when they're in a foreign country, they not only, they're like a clearinghouse. In other words, we send the money through them. But I want you to understand that every penny of our missions giving goes to the missionary. And I think that's key in understanding because there's a lot of different denominations that they just give to whatever somebody else has decided to give to. And it could go into administration. It could go into paying their help. You know, who knows? But what we give... We give $75 a month, I believe, to all of our missionaries. Brother Fioki gets that $75 himself to administer it the way that he sees fit. And I think that's important. But you, it does go through these other things. You say, well, why does that do that? Well, there's also some legal things. There's tax issues. There's uh, if, if a missionary gets in trouble overseas, there's where these missions agencies come in. They're expert in, in helping in those types of areas, keeping legal things straight, visas straight. So I think it's a good deal. But there's also, and I'm, it's a little bit more of a trend that I'm seeing, and, and I'm kind of in that camp myself, uh, but, but we're also starting to see where uh, missionaries are sent out of their church. In other words, their church is their clearinghouse. And the reason I like that a little bit better for me personally as a pastor is because I could pick up the phone and call that preacher and say, hey, what's going on? <laughs> you know, where the other is a lot of red tape. You know, I, I might call the missions agency they don't know who this guy is personally. I mean, they got hundreds of missionaries, you know. Uh, and so, so I kind of like that. But the point is, either way works. I think they're both biblical. I'm not really for or against uh, one in particular right now. But, uh, but I'm just trying to get you to understand there are checks and balances of these things. And again, it's structured by Scripture. And I think that's real important uh, to, to understand as well. Uh, but the end thing is, the missionary responsible for how he uses uh, the missions that he receives, and certainly he's accountable to God uh, first and foremost. All right, letter D, uh, given by individuals. And we see there in verse 22 and 24, we'll be done. Uh, it says, and we have sent with them our brother, there's that unnamed brother again, whom we have oftentimes proved diligent uh, in many things, but now much more diligent upon the great confidence which I have in you. So he's, he's really putting a lot of confidence in the Corinthian believers to give. He says, whether any do inquire of Titus, he is my partner and fellow helper concerning you, or of our brethren be inquired of, they are the messengers of the churches and the glory of Christ. Wherefore, and here's his challenge, shew ye to them and before the churches the proof of your love and of our boasting on your uh, behalf. Uh, and so, again, very... You know, straightforward there, but it is. It's given by individuals. As it plainly says there, there is no faith promise without individual givers. Amen? I mean, that's where it has to start. Uh, and again, it's purposing in our own hearts to give uh, whatever amount that God lays on our heart. We'll talk more about that later on in the lessons. Uh, but again, Paul again commending the Corinthian church uh, for their uh, individual giving to missions, uh, because without that, we don't have that. Uh, and so God needs people of, of faith Again, to be grace givers and also to be assured uh, that their giving is protected. And I think that's important. We have there a little formula at the bottom. We give it, the church sends it, the missionary administrates it. Very simple, and that's how it works. 
but it all starts with, with you giving. And uh, so I think that's important. All right, we got a minute or two for a question or a comment. Anybody have a question or a comment? Yes, Brother True. Yes. Right. Yes, sir. Yep. As far as I know, they all get $75, right, Miss Sue? Yep. 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 So that buy them supper for one night. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Now, you know, the way it's set up, too, it's a good point that Brother True brought up. We may think, well, $75, you know, but but you got to remember they have, you know, hopefully 100 churches that are given that. Okay. Now, remember, they're not just taking care of themselves. They're also taking care of other things as well. And so it, it, I don't know of too many missionaries that ever say, yeah, we got plenty. We got plenty. <laughs> they're always looking for support. Amen. And they live in ways that you and I would turn our nose up at in a heartbeat in order to be there. Amen. Yes, Miss Barbara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be U.S. money. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Sure, right, right. Sure, right. And it works the other way, too, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, amen. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, Miss True making a point there that, you know, the currency rates are different in each country, so 75 bucks here might mean a lot more somewhere, but it can also mean a lot less, you know, too, so... So, yes, Miss Sue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, it's hitting six here. <laughs> so, yeah, 540, I think, the other day when I filled the bucket truck up. So, so but yeah, um, uh, but like Miss Sue was saying uh, there, that a lot of times it is pretty close in Uganda. But uh, sometimes things that are not expensive here are expensive in other countries. You know, maybe, well, I don't want to use milk as an example because it's, it's expensive. But you know what I'm saying. Let's say, I don't know what a gallon of milk costs, but five bucks. Is that about right? Five bucks for a gallon of milk? Four bucks? So let's just say five bucks. Well, a gallon of milk maybe in Belize or somewhere else costs seven bucks, you know. Uh, and so, you know, there, there's some things there to keep in. But, again, God knows all that. We give uh, and they administer it, and uh, I think that's important. All right, good questions, good questions. These are things that are good and practical. All right, one more. Anybody have anything? All right, well, let's be dismissed in prayer, and we'll uh, get into the service this morning. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for loving us the way that you do. And, uh, Father, thank you for uh, the opportunity to be here. And, uh, Lord, again, we just lift this up to you. As I said a while ago, it's going to take each individual uh, heart, Lord, to yield to you, uh, Father, in the way uh, that they give. And, Father, uh, possibly they are already giving uh, above and beyond. As we've learned, this is more. This is above and beyond our tithe. The tithe is commanded. We're to give that. Uh, that's in the Bible uh, as far as a commandment goes. Uh, but this is a, what we might call a free will uh, giving, uh, Father, grace giving. And, uh, Father, that uh, amount uh, can certainly vary. And uh, so, Lord, I pray, dear God, that you'll speak to each and every heart. As we learned here just a while ago, it's fair, it's equal. And, uh, Lord, it's not that we can, but if we will. And, uh, Lord, if we purpose in our heart as the Macedonian churches who gave from their deep poverty to give, and, Lord, everybody is giving what they can, uh, we can certainly do 
and see a lot of great things in our missions uh, uh, program. And Father, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Amen. All right.